Welcome to Alex Asks, a podcast series determined to bring to light the inequities within the music industry and discuss ways we can do better. Each episode, we'll take a look at an artist that experienced injustice within the industry, what happened, why it happened, how we reacted, and how it all went down. I'm Alex, your host. Thank you so much for being here. After I put together my Beyonce episode and went back in her career, I felt so inclined to rewatch Lemonade. The Lemonade film is truly a work of art, and it has personally helped transform the way I think about race, relationships, and pulling yourself up after hardship. I hope anyone who listened to that episode had a chance to listen to and watch Beyonce's incredible work, and I hope y'all continue to support her and the artist she is signing to Parkwood Entertainment. True artistic excellence. Speaking of what I consider to be artistic excellence, today Alex asks, what happened with Ariana Grande? Y'all, I know I've said this about almost every episode at this point, but I have been so excited to do this episode on Ariana. I am honestly probably one of her biggest fans. Anyone that knows me in real life knows this. Um, and it it's just been so fun keeping up with her career and her persona online and her music uh, for the last six years. So really excited. Ariana Grande made her debut in 2013 with her debut record, Yours Truly, and has been topping charts, selling albums, and redefining what it means to have a relationship with fans and supporters. She is a multi-platinum singer who first got her start on Broadway. Her vocal capability has been compared to Mariah Carey's, with their shared, incredible vocal range and ability to make any song and any sound good because of it. She has won one Grammy, received 11 nominations, and broken multiple records with her Billboard Hot 100 chart achievements. Her massive success allowed her to attract fans both in the U.S. and worldwide, making her the most followed woman on Instagram, third behind only Cristiano Ronaldo and the official Instagram account. Her outspoken attitude and posts preaching acceptance and care for one another has connected her to millions of fans in a way unlike many other artists. She has been on the Time 100 Most Influential list in both 2016 and 2019, and was awarded Billboard's Woman of the Year in 2018. With this upward incline in her career and millions of eyes watching her along the way, it comes as no surprise she, like so many women before her and with her, has experienced her fair share of injustice. In 2017, Ariana Grande was fresh off another successful album release after releasing her third album, Dangerous Woman. In support of the album, she went on a worldwide concert tour. At her May 22nd concert in Manchester, as the crowd began to exit the stadium after the show had just ended, a suicide bomber detonated a bomb, killing 23 people and injuring hundreds more. Immediately, Rescue vehicles swarmed the arena as people fled for their lives from what seemed to be an attack of terror orchestrated by only two people, the bomber and the bomber's brother. The brother has since been charged and found guilty of the murders. Grande immediately postponed her concert tour and flew home to be with loved ones as she grieved for the loss of those who lost their lives and began to process emotional trauma. Less than two weeks later, however, Grande issued a statement that she and her management team and record label had assembled a lineup of artists to put on a benefit concert for the families affected by the bombing. On June 4th, Grande returned to Manchester with popular artists who came out to support, including her then-boyfriend, Mac Miller, as well as local artists and groups from Manchester. 
the benefit raised over $23 million for the families, and Grande was named Manchester's first honorary citizen for the work. With this, however, brought critique from some that Grande was milking the deaths of those who died or suffered injury from the bombing to build herself and her brand up. Ariana completely ignored this because, and I think y'all can agree, the claims are ridiculous. But this trend of accusing Grande for quote-unquote milking traumatic events would continue and worsen after this. In 2018, after Grande had completed the Dangerous Woman tour and taken a break from sharing anything on social media, something she had typically done, Grande came back onto the music scene with the exuberant lead single, No Tears Left to Cry, which signaled a sonic and artistic shift while also paid tribute to the victims of the Manchester bombing and the song's accompanying video. After the success and buzz of the song's release, Grande began to make more public appearances again and talk openly about how she had been doing and processing after the tragedy of the previous year. She was opening up about anxiety, post-traumatic stress disorder, and how she was coping, which again led to mixed critique of milking the tragedy, which Grande again ignored. Then, in the midst of her return to music, Grande and Mac Miller entered their relationship, seemingly amicably. A few weeks later, in May of 2018, Grande was rumored to be dating Saturday Night Live star Pete Davidson. This became relevant particularly after people on social media began accusing Grande of Mac Miller's ensuing behavior, including a hit and run while driving under the influence. Blame was placed on her for quote-unquote breaking his heart and going off to be with someone else. Grande took to Twitter to address the blame people were trying to place on her stating that it is ridiculous to minimize a woman's self-respect by saying she should stay in a toxic relationship with someone just because he wrote an album for her. Many songs on Miller's album, The Divine Feminine, were rumored to be about Grande. She continued by saying that she is not a babysitter, and she has supported Miller's sobriety since before they ever dated, and still does, but that she refuses to accept blame for a man failing to keep his sh- together. The person, whose supporters made the tweet go viral, apologized to Grande afterward. But the lingering attitude below the surface was that Grande was somehow to blame, and her very public relationship with Davidson exacerbated these feelings. Then, everything got worse for everyone involved. On September 7, 2018, Mac Miller was found unresponsive in his home and was pronounced dead at the scene. Mac Miller was and is an incredible artist, and his music touched millions of people who were just like him as they grew up together. Grande, who had dated Miller for two years and had been his friend for over five years, broke her silence on social media to share in the collective grief. And immediately, the conversation placing blame on her for Miller's death continued. Wild theories that Miller had committed suicide because of his breakup with Grande stormed the internet as grieving fans sought to place blame somewhere. Again, Grande did not address these rumors, but in the weeks to follow, news broke that her relationship with Pete Davidson had ended, which catapulted the story of Grande, Miller, and Davidson into the national spotlight, open for anyone to develop their own opinions based on what they were hearing. Grande's social media accounts flooded with comments and replies calling her a murderer, saying, you killed him, and this is your fault. All the while, Davidson began to use his Saturday Night Live stints to make a laughing stock of Grande, which was met with a total shutdown. Grande released her song, Thank You Next, about 45 minutes before SNL aired. In the song, she addresses past relationships by name, saving Miller and Davidson last. She sings, Even almost got married, and for Pete, I'm so thankful. Wish I could say thank you to Malcolm, because he was an angel. 
And in the chorus, Grande sings, Thank you, next. I'm so grateful for my ex. She makes it clear that despite all of this mess, she stands firm in her belief that those who came into her life made her stronger, who she is today, and fans and critics alike lauded her maturity and resilience in response to all that was happening around her. But this didn't stop naysayers from claiming she was milking Miller's death for streams and sympathy. Even in the announcement of Thank You Next surprise drop, many news publications stated that she was capitalizing on the feud between her and Davidson. This exacerbated the mentality among fans of Davidson and fans of Miller that she was intentionally starting drama. Then, in December of 2018, Davidson shared a message that stated he didn't want to be on this earth anymore, and he didn't know how much longer he could last. Again, the internet decided to blame Grande for Davidson's message, stating that she and her fans bullied Davidson into feeling so low he no longer felt he could go on. Grande tried to respond, saying in since-deleted tweets that she has always supported Pete and never wanted anything to happen to him. Davidson later appeared on the following SNL episode, and he is still alive and well today, thankfully. Then, as Grande released her Thank You Next album in February of 2019, social media and news media began to reignite the fire that Grande was using Miller's death to sell records and garner streams. On her most personal song release to date, one she originally did not want to share because of how difficult it was to make, Grande addresses Davidson specifically in the aftermath of grieving Miller's death while realizing she could no longer be with him. The entire album was created in the frenzy of trauma and emotion she felt after Miller's death and the dissolution of her relationship with Davidson, so each song touches on deeply personal aspects of the story. On the album, her song Fake Smile alludes to the ridiculous and harmful things she sees online that are written about her, including everything about how she quote-unquote never cared about Mac and is only using him for personal gain now. Anyone who has followed Grande and even Miller in their careers would know how untrue this is, but this speaks to a real problem within our society and within fan-celebrity culture. In the context of today, where victim blaming and mental health awareness have become more mainstream conversations, it is important to acknowledge why so many people were so quick to blame Grande for Mac Miller's and Pete Davidson's actions. According to multiple psychological studies, both men and women found greater empathy for men in instances where men were the perpetrators and women were the victims. This speaks to a deeply internalized misogynistic value system that we as people all hold in a male-dominated patriarchal society. Despite what Grande herself had said in the aftermath of Miller's car crash, or his death, or Davidson's mental health issues, she was met with speculation at best and outright scapegoating and shaming at the worst. And much of this started with Grande's first classification in mainstream media as a diva, used as an insult to critique how she dresses, sings, carries herself, and speaks out about things. At every step of the way, Grande's choice to be honest and herself has been met with speculation that is rooted in misogyny and an inability for society and mainstream media to take a woman who creates pop music seriously. We've seen it with people blaming Rihanna. We've seen it with people blaming Taylor Swift. We've seen it with people blaming Janet Jackson. Women are blamed more often for the actions committed by men, and it is long overdue that we bring to light how we as fans of artists play into this harmful system of misogyny. Thank you for listening to this podcast episode. If anyone listening knows me in real life, y'all know I go hard for Ariana and have witnessed and felt all of this myself as a fan. 
I respect Grande's determination to never deviate from telling her truth in the matter, and I can only hope we continue to elevate women when they speak their truths. My favorite songs of Ariana's are Get Well Soon, a healing song about pulling yourself out of anxiety, and Thank You Next, if y'all want to listen. Thank you for sticking around through the series. Spread love. I think society 100% consistently underestimates women, especially young women, and their power and how important their voices are. When you're faced with something challenging or negative, the only response to it really is patience and love and kindness. To be a leader and a role model, I just hope to make people feel like they can be themselves and that that is celebrated.